Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. to hear that's what I like to hear for this is the day the Lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it so where were you yesterday ah yesterday was let's talk about a Tuesday church folk day and we started off our morning talking about the Georgia school teacher who allegedly lined up the children, the sixth graders, and beat them in the back for asking for chargers for their laptop. Yes, Brittany Walker, the mother of a student who attended an Atlanta school, claims that her daughter was struck in the back while walking out of a classroom with some of her other classmates by a paraprofessional. And the uh, principal called and said that uh, Lil Neve was not sexually assaulted, but she was physically assaulted, and there were welts on her back. And I asked the due time crew, how would they, have handled this situation because Neve's mama just wants some uh, some justice. She does not want this suspension only or this, you know, reprimand. She wants her to be fired because she has no business putting her hands on her daughter. Now, I want you to hear, you know, go back and listen to how the due time crew said they would have handled, you know, if uh, their child was the one who was stricken and left with marks on their back. Mm-hmm. Well, we talked about the Rikers Island worker who pocketed over a hundred and seventy thousand dollars. In bogus overtime, while he was sitting up in Aruba and on the Jersey Shore, (laughs) 
while he claimed he was at work. Now, this seems to be a trend as an MTA worker did this, according to our news last week. Yeah. And, you know, he claimed that he was clocking in 111 hours per week, and that would have brought him to about 16 hours a day, seven days a week. And I was asking, you know, okay, this is like extreme. Now, as a person who used to do payroll, if I'm looking at all these hours in one pay period, how in the world would one person be able to do all of this? I mean, physically do all this, because that that, that is a bit much. That's a bit much to literally be working. And there's no way in the world one person would be able to do all of this and still be healthy. So, you know, our Pastor Jeff, who is on with us on Tuesday, used to be a Rikers Island employee. You know, so I was asking him, you know, Pastor Jeff, is this real? Can this really get done? Well, Pastor Jeff had some interesting scenarios as to how this can actually get accomplished. And needless to say, Pastor Jeff never fails us. He's always got an interesting story or two in his arsenal. And we spoke to Pastor KL, who says that, you know, I pretty much do it myself you know I'm in retail and you know I don't really have much of a choice I gotta get it done you know we gotta get a store opened store gotta get opened in a certain amount of time and that mean me working those long hours per day now Pastor Jeff says well listen this is how and why you know, people who work for the Rikers Island facility, once they retire, they don't last very long after because they've really killed themselves, you know, during their work tenure. So, you know, this was a really interesting conversation to have as, you know, you think about people who, you know... This this man, you know, he worked for Rikers Island for like 20-something years. And this here was done in, let's say, they say between July of 21 through January of 23. And, you know, his base salary was only $92,000. Only. Can you imagine that? Only $92,000. And... You managed to put in $170,000 of bogus, fake overtime. I mean, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. So I'm really interested as to how much time he's going to get 
because I know they're not going to sit and just give him a slap on the wrist. Or, or better yet, are they going to make him work? <laughs> are they going to make him work that time off? Man, can you imagine if he has to put in that kind of time to make sure that he gives them their money back? That would be, now that would be something else. That would be something else if he had to work that time off. Could they make him work that time off? That would be interesting. That would be interesting. And, you know, we just got finished reading somewhere um, the other day. Somebody had to give, like, some thousands and thousands of dollars of restitution. So what happens if he had to give that money back in restitution, like in... Yeah, so he's 56 years old, so he got a few more years to put in. Yeah, let him work it off. Since he claimed he was working, then uh, let him work it off, for real. Let him see what it's like to have to work that type of time, you know? How many others? That's the question. Now, see, here's what's going to happen. Now, he didn't open up a can of worms because I promise you I wouldn't be surprised if the next article or if we don't start getting some articles about how many people they've caught because you better believe between MTA and that joker who was uh, flying back and forth to Florida during work hours, and this one here who was on the Jersey Shore and in Aruba while he claimed he was at work, I know they're going to do some digging now. So... You know, every time you see one story, you now see ten of the same stories. Oh, you better believe, I, I, yeah, this, 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 this here, this coming out. It's going to be a whole lot of people on this list, a whole lot of people. And I would make them give back all those free hours. You wouldn't have to worry about overtime for a long time. Yeah, all those people who claim that they were working overtime, and if I found out that they really weren't, Oh, they'd have to. They'd have to. So, because mm, where are you going to put them in jail? They're right in there with the Rikers Island inmates, the ones who uh, they were supposed to be monitoring while they were lying about their overtime. Mm. Well, we'll see how this plays out in the news. Well, today, today, today. Today is Wow Wednesday, y'all, and uh, we are halfway through the week, yes, so we're going to take a little breaky break, and you're going to go get that healthy breakfast, you're going to go tell somebody that it's due time when Pastor Steph is on, and whatever you do. Don't go anywhere because we will be right back.
Cam has never needed any major dental treatment before. However, his teeth are not as good as they could be. His gums bleed when he brushes, and some of his teeth are starting to feel loose. This is affecting how he eats his food. Cam goes to see his dentist, who shows him how to brush and floss effectively to help prevent plaque and keep his gums healthy. Now Cam is free to enjoy food without worrying. with Pastor Steph, and it is Wow Wednesday. Thank God he has brought us safely through, and we are halfway through this week. And, oh, just a couple more days. You know, today is the 1st of November. Boy, we are climbing out of this 2023 can you imagine already? This year has flown by. Where has the year gone? Oh, my goodness. Well, we're going to give God thanks because we are here. We are safe, and we are on this side of the grave. And while other people are trying to figure out how they're going to get through the week, we rejoice because this is the way God is getting us through each day, starting off our morning with this due time and, you know, taking these two hours into the rest of our day. So without any further ado, we're going to have our girl Vivian, and we're going to say good morning. Good morning, Viv. Good morning. Happy Wow Wednesday. How are you, Pastor Steph? I am well, thank you, Vivian. How are you? I'm well, thank you. That's good, that's good. What you got for us today? All right, today on Socially Conscious, we are starting off with some free supplies, but these free supplies unfortunately means bad news. So back when COVID was first out, they were handing out free COVID testing kits. And now that fentanyl and opioids is taking over, the Department of Health is giving out free Narcan. They're saying that this is an effort to combat the escalating opioid epidemic. New York City Health Commissioner Dr. Basin is advocating for widespread access to Narcan, a life-saving drug capable of reversing opioid overdoses. According to this doctor, one New Yorker falls victim to a drug overdose approximately every three hours. 
They're saying that after the death of baby Nicholas, who died of an overdose at the daycare out in the Bronx, that was an eye-opener. So officials who are definitely pushing for this, they are definitely pushing for this. And uh, we just read of the pizzeria. That was a drug ring right across the street from the elementary school. So we know that this is definitely a crisis. And now that it's hitting the children, the New York City Health Department is offering not only the free Narcan, but free training kits, free training as well to encourage as many people as possible to be ready for an overdose emergency. They say you can also buy them, buy these kits for $45 at pharmacies. So if you would like some free classes or to get your hands on a free kit, you can go to nyc.gov slash That's nyc.gov slash N as in Nancy, A L O X as in xylophone, O N as in Nancy, E as in elephant. And you can get that free training and you can get your hands on a free Narcan kit. And it's just definitely sad that this is what the times have brought. So speaking of fentanyl, a high school out in D.C. is saying that there has been an abuse of fentanyl going on lately with the students. They say at least eight Parkview students have overdosed on opioids this school year. And mind you, today is November 1st. So most schools opened up maybe in August or September. So schools have only been open for about, what, a month or two? And they've had eight cases of overdose on fentanyl in the children. That's that's crazy. And the sheriff's office says seven of those incidents were reported in the past three weeks. They say four of the overdoses happened inside the school. Three required the use of Narcan, and the staff had to administer CPR on two of those occasions. The sheriff's office says it has dealt with 18 reports of opioid overdoses by young people in London County since 2022. The sheriff's office handled a total of 19 comparable reports of youth opioid overdoses. They are currently investigating and trying to figure out who is supplying the uh, the fentanyl and which of the students are selling it on school grounds. Crazy. Next, we have a listener-submitted story of 37-year-old Dexter Wade. If you have not heard his name or his story, here it is. So his mom, Betterson Wade Robinson, reported her son missing on March 14th, nine days after she had last heard from him on March 5th. Um, she reported him missing and did not find out about what happened to him, which is that he was struck and killed by an off-duty Jackson police officer the night on of March 5th as he was walking across a local highway. 
He was buried in a potter's field without his family knowing. And it said that um, he had no identification on him, but he did have a prescription bottle in his pocket with his name on it, which the police department used to reach out to his doctor, who gave them a number to reach out to his family. They claim the number did not work and that they could not get in touch with his family. They say his body remained in a morgue for months before being discharged and buried in a potter's field. But according to the family's attorney, an investigator from the coroner's office identified Dexter Weed using fingerprints and reported that identification to Jackson Police on March 9th, just four days after Wade's death. So Miss Wade was looking for her son for more than five months, and she didn't learn until August 24th that her son was killed. Wade's family is is asking for his body to be exhumed so that they can facilitate an independent autopsy and perform a proper funeral and burial. And, of course, they are seeking justice in regards to the officer who actually struck him and pretty much got away with it until this point. So we will keep our eye on that story to hear more about that. And now for our wild story of the week. So many times you order food, fast food, and either something is missing from your order or you mistakenly receive items you did not order. And this is exactly what happened in the strangest way as a man out in Utah says his Grubhub delivery driver accidentally gave him a cup of urine. And if you are squeamish, this is your warning. So Caleb Wood said he ordered his fries and a milkshake from Chick-fil-A through the Grubhub app earlier this week. He says, quote, when I started eating my meal upon delivery, I put a straw in my cup that was delivered and took a sip. He said, I soon discovered that the cup delivered to me from the Grubhub driver was a warm cup of urine. He says he called the driver back to his home and confronted him. According to Mr. Wood, the driver admitted to confusing two styrofoam cups in his vehicle. Wood said the driver told him that he works long hours and doesn't take bathroom breaks. So he often relieves himself in his car. Wood said that drinking the urine made him sick. When he reached out to Grubhub, he says that the Chicago-based company took four days to get back to him. He says that the company refunded him part of his order, which was just under $30. They refunded him about $18, the actual cost of the food but did not refund the delivery fee or the tip that he gave to the Grubhub driver. It wasn't until a news station reached out to Grubhub and the company said that they are going to take action. They ended up ending his contract, ending their contract with the the driver. 
and they released a statement saying, we're following up with the customer to apologize, and we are coaching the representative who was previously in touch with the customer. Disgusting. But this has been Vivian with Socially Conscious, giving you the news that we are following. And remember, if you have any wow stories that you would like to submit, please feel free to direct message me on Facebook. My username there is Vivian BM. And come back every Wednesday to find out if your story has been chosen. Thank you, as always, to our loyal listeners. And thank you, Pastor Steph. Thank you, Vivian. Mm-mm-mm. Boy, can you come up with some stories. Uh, as always, we thank you for your contribution, and we ask you to just kind of hang around. Just in the event, we need some clarification. And uh, if we don't, <laughs> have a blessed day. Thank you. You as well. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. All righty, y'all. Let's get to talking about this news. Let's say good morning to our girl, Tamika. Good morning, Tamika. Good morning. Happy wow. And say to you, how are you? Uh, I'm okay, thank you. I'm okay. How are you over there this morning? I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank God for that. Well, we're starting off our morning talking about the Department of Health that is giving out free Narcan to combat the uh, escalating overdose you know, where we can't do anything about it, we can't help, just either watching or running off and, you know, this way, you know, we can assist, God forbid, anybody, you know, has an overdose in our presence. Drug overdose every three hours. So, you know, after a little... Baby Nicholas died in the Bronx. You know, they're you know, taking care of this problem or addressing this problem by giving out the free Narcan and free training so that people can be ready um, as well, not just have the Narcan and not really know what to do with it. And uh, what you thinking? Uh as the years go by, you see that things change. You know, I remember, you know, um, when I was younger, they had, you know, free Narcan. It was a long, long, long time ago, you know, and um, they were giving out free Narcan, but you never thought that in your wildest dreams that it would be like in your neighborhood, down the street, you know. Um, and now it's at a point where, you know, this fence, fentanyl situation is so extreme until you absolutely know, have no idea when you could come in contact with it. Um, and with that being the case, you know, to have the knowledge of what to do, when to do, um, you know, what to do is a beneficial thing. You know, the fact that they're giving it out free tells you, 
you know, this is, this is, you know, this is not something that's just, you know, down the, down in the next state. It's literally um, wherever you look. And so to be able to be informed, to have the right information and to know what to do is beneficial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, this is, you know, I have heard of them, you know, doing stuff like this before. Ah, so you're right, a long time ago, you know, this this is a, a repeat. Mm. Let's see what uh, Shantice has got to say. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Good, that's good. I'm all right, thanks. I'm all right. What you thinking about this uh, free Narcan distribution as well as the free, uh, what do you call it, a training that they're willing to give everybody so that you can be, you know, prepared, God forbid, you know, anything jumps off while you're around. I definitely like the free training um, shows that they, they're not just giving out, which is, you know, Unfortunately, now you have to come up with an idea like this to give out something to counteract the foolishness that's hit the streets now. Um, but the free training definitely shows that they're really, um, you know, trying to prepare everyone to not only be on point but be very responsible if at any point they have to, you know, do this if someone ends up overdosing. I really, really like the idea of the free training. Um, it's it's just really sad that it has to get to this, you know, it's gotten to this point. But mm-hmm. it's, it's good to hear that, you know, something has been put in effect and they're trying to really be responsible about what they're trying to put in our hands. Okay, okay, okay. You know, I remember at one point, ladies, they had this issue of, you know, people would overdose and whoever was around them would run off. Mm-hmm. Um, they So these people were left to die pretty much. Now, whether these people panicked and, and you know, because they didn't know what to do or they panicked because they didn't know, um, they uh, didn't want anybody to come and find them there, you know, when the person was, you know, got some medical or the police showed up. You know, this was something that was happening on a regular basis a couple of years ago. Do you think that this would have been different had these people had training, or do you think that they would have just kind of buck and ran because they were just scared and didn't want anybody to see them there, period? Tamika, what do you think? I think that depends on the individual. You know, um, you have to look at the mentality of people, of, of some individuals. Okay, I don't want to get busted. You know, I shouldn't have been here. You know, and somebody will run off. But then you might have somebody say, wait a minute, we can reverse this as if it never happened. 
um, let's administer what needs to be given and, and be done with it. You know, I, I really appreciate the fact, you know, like Shanti said, that it's not, you're not just giving us access to it, but you're actually giving us the training on what to do. Okay, okay, okay. Shantice, you know, do you think sometimes this would have it wouldn't have mattered? Or, you know, hey, I'm I'm uh I'm gonna hang around, you know. This, you know, kind of will help a person stay in the event that you see someone overdosing with you. Now we're talking about those who are getting high right along with you. We're not talking about a stranger that might be in your vicinity and see you kind of pass out or whatever have you? I think the them staying would have heightened more than them running, you know, because, you know, we watched, I, I believe Pulp Fiction was one of the movies, you know, that showed, I don't remember mm-hmm. if they were getting Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta was getting high with her. I don't think so, but when she overdosed and they they were nervous, but they were like, all right, we got to do this. We got to, you know, jam this needle straight into her heart. But that was an option that they knew could very, you know, could most likely work to revive her, and it did. I think it would have been a lot more cases of people doing that than them running off because now it's like, okay, we both, like you said, we were both doing this, or I'm the pushing man. And now you didn't overdose, you might just die because I ain't trying to call, you know, and now try to explain why I'm here too and all of that. But I think if they felt like there was a possibility, you know, they could help to bring the person back and never have to talk about it again, they would have taken that route. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I think this heightens the, you know, the possibility that a person would stick around. Um, you know, like Timika said, of course, you know, this is an individual thing. You know, you can't speak for everybody. But I think, you know, it, it's one thing to be getting high together and, you know, somebody suddenly overdoses and now I'm I'm scared out of my mind and I don't want to be here when the authorities show up. And another thing if you have what you know what what is going to possibly reverse this overdose and you know now I could possibly save a life that just might you know, make a person stick around, even if you are, you know, getting high with the person. Now, I'm not speaking from experience because <laughs> I don't, you know, I've never been in this situation, never used drugs or whatever. But, you know, it, it, it to think that, you know, people are not that heartless. You know, let's just hope that they're not that heartless that, you know, you might blow my high, but at least, you know, if I can possibly help you live and then run, <laughs> you know, that might be a consideration um, opposed opposed to me just bucking and running. Because, you know, let me tell you something. People are going to panic, period. You know, you have people who are completely sober, and they just panic. And, you know, that is part of why people run. You know, it's just a panic. You know, everybody thinks that they're not going to be the one who overdosed. They're not going to be with a person 
who overdoses, you know, but if the training is there, if the, you know, the Narcan is there, maybe this would just kind of spark me to, you know, just at least help you live and then, then get up out of there. So let's just hope that that would make a, you know, make the difference in, you know, whether these people stay or leave. Uh, you know, speaking of this, you know, that takes us into Vivian's next news story about um, the high school um, who's had, you know, the in, increase, oh, my gosh, they say what, in, you know, a couple of matter of weeks that they've had several incidences and, you know, uh, the uh, school, they've had to, you know, do CPR and all kinds of things. And this is this is crazy in the school. They're trying to investigate to find out who's actually selling it or distributing it in the school. And, you know, these are our high schoolers who are experiencing these overdoses with this fentanyl increase. And you would think that with all the stories of the fentanyl, this would not be the case. Shantise, what are we talking about when we're talking about high schoolers who are just overdosing on this fentanyl? Oh, goodness. First thing that comes to mind is, and sometimes, unfortunately, with some teenagers, it's just inevitable. Like, give these kids something to do. Again, yesterday we spoke about replacing, you know, Halloween with, you know, something else constructive for the, you know, kids. And a lot of times you think of the younger kids in the elementary, junior high. But these teenagers, they need a lot catered to them. You know, their minds are just as vulnerable, if not more, than the kindergartner, than the the seventh grader, you know, someone who's just entering junior high school. You know, they're faced with so much. Well, I sit and I listen to these teenagers now, and I'm like, Dad, I thought I was messed up. They are like, and a lot of it has to do with things that are out of their control, whether it's family issues, whether it's, um, you know, just other, their peers around them, you know, whatever it is, you know, a lot of it isn't self-inflicted. They then turn into things being self-inflicted because of all of the things that's going on around them. But like you said, Pastor Steph, even with the stories of other kids their age dying from this very thing, when you're in the mindset of being self-destructive, you you try to convince yourself that it did not happen to you. You've come up with a way to beat this. You you and your friends or you alone have come up with a way to um, be able to do this and not be affected like everyone else has. So sometimes you just don't care. You'll take the chance. You'll, you'll take the chance and maybe you hope you don't die or maybe you don't care, but a lot a lot more has to be offered to these teens. Um, a lot more, you know, The some of the schools, they do speak about this a lot. Some don't. Some could do more. 
you know, but there, there needs to be a lot more direct conversations and, you know, activities or something that really shows the dangers in messing around with these drugs, you know, but there, there isn't. So, unfortunately, they have a lot more time to sit and convince themselves. And, again, even with everything put in place, you're still going to have those few that are still going to be determined to do what they want to do, but there would be a lot less of them if there were a lot more implemented um, to divert their their minds and switch their mentality when it to when it comes to drugs. Okay, okay. Uh, Tamika, what do you think? You know, when when we're talking about you know, the high schoolers are dabbling more with fentanyl. And, you know, now the staff has to be, you know, uh, trained to, you know, now learn how to use Narcan and learn how to do CPR and things that they never even had to consider before. Definitely, you know, um, Considering the fact that I'm married to a man who uh, works in the school on a daily basis, you know, and he comes home, and the stuff that he tells me about things that are going on in school, you know, of course I have to compare it to my childhood, and I would automatically say, oh, well, we didn't have to do that, and we didn't have to do, do this, and we didn't have to, we weren't exposed to any of that, you know, even in high school, you know, now... You have to, you absolutely do not know what you will come in contact with on a daily basis. We're not talking about monthly. We're talking about daily, sometimes hourly, you know, and I pray for our teachers and our staff, our principals, you know, even, even something as simple as a security guard or a maintenance man, because you never know when you'll be called on duty because either somebody is not there doing what they're supposed to do or that, you know, it's your time. You know, these, these children now, you know, are just, it, it seems to me as if they're a different breed. I, I don't know where they come from. You know, something's in the water. I, I honestly have no idea, you know, how they get exposed. And because of all the stories that we hear on a daily basis, it literally would not surprise me if some of the staff is part of the reason why these children get access. Not saying that it is, but, I mean, considering what we deal with on a daily basis now, it really wouldn't surprise me anymore. Mm, you know, I have a question for you ladies. You know, a couple of weeks ago we had, we did a live, and one of the conversations was the fact that the colleges were now going to include curriculum about learning how to grow a weed business. And my question is, should the high schools and elementary schools and the junior high schools now start including curriculum that, you know, about drug overdose and drug usage and drug deaths and all kinds of things? Tamika, should this be part of the curriculum now? We just had an occurrence with a kindergarten. You know, it, it, how how much younger does it have to get? You know, as soon as you come out of pampers now, you need to be exposed. I, I, I never 
ever would have thought that our babies, you know, would ever get exposed to this type of thing. You know, at, at this point, you know, you have to because of the changing of the time. You know, I never had to do emergencies, you know, uh, uh, of what to do if there's an emergency in the school, you know, whether we get up underneath the chairs or, you know, if there's a bombing or whether to run or hide, those type of things, you know, I wasn't exposed to, but our children are taking training on that. So why not give them that that exposure? Help them be informed, you know, especially in New York and, and areas where there's either high crime or high traffic. Definitely, you know, as young as they can, as soon as they can understand and comprehend what's going on, let's train them so that at least they're informed, and if they ever get exposed, they'll know what to do. Okay, okay. Shantice, what do you think? You know, you were part of that conversation where, you know, they were including this, you know, in the college curriculum, how to, you know, start a business, you know, a weed business, do we include this curriculum in elementary, junior high school, or high school? No one should be taught how to be Nino Brown. No. It doesn't matter what stage of education you're in, whether you're just starting out in pre-K or whether it's now a, um, how how, how do you word it, like um, optional College is optional, not mandated. No one should be taught how to get other people high. That's no, no, play. I'm sorry. I'm, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry before you go any further. Okay, maybe I didn't make my my presentation clear. I'm talking about teaching the children about drug usage, the dangers of drug use, the same way they're including um, selling weed as a business in college, should we now include the dangers of drug usage and overdosing and things like that? Should we include, I I apologize if I didn't make that clear enough, Um, should we include that now in elementary school, junior high school, and high school? Yes, that's completely different. Absolutely. Absolutely, because there's there's not enough conversations being had. They're, they're introducing all this other stupidity in these schools now. You know, they're pushing for, for Halloween parades and, and all this other craziness that is so irrelevant or that is helping to further the self-destruction. There needs to be intentional conversations about, the and, and very bluntly, you know, long go the days of you either not speaking about this or now you speaking about this gently. No, you take this and you will most likely die. Do you want to die? Well, let me tell you how to kill yourself. Go ahead and smoke that L and let somebody else roll it for you so you really don't know what's in it. Like you really, even with the elementary school students, because it, the way these kids talk, they are fully aware of the opposite end of this conversation. They are fully aware of how to purchase, how to to ante up to get it, how, all of that stuff. So it, it yes, it need there needs to be classes that just like there used to be health education, there needs to be drug education in the aspect of this is what happens when you mess around with this stuff. And yeah, there needs to I, be I, live live statistics given. I'm sorry. 
live statistics uh-huh. given, and there needs to be people who have overdosed, but it wasn't fatal, you know, things like that. They need to be live in front of these kids, talking to them, everything, because they, they, they need to really go in with getting this message across. Yeah, I, I actually, you know, think that that would be one of the best things that they could ever do. You know, I remember when we used to go to school or when you all used to go to school, they used to have, you know, auditorium. And mm-hmm. I think this would be a wonderful idea to even get a Q&A going. You know, let the parents know, you know, we're going to, because of the rising use of drugs, you know, usage by children. And, you know, we've done many stories about even the children going to school and having elementary schools. I remember there was a a story, a couple of stories about elementary school students going to school, and they found, like, large levels of fentanyl in their book bags. And, you know, they were trying to find out where did they get this, these drugs from, especially at the quantity that they had on, you know, on their possession or in their possession. And to me, I think you need to alert these parents. You need to bring people there to talk about this usage and the dangers of usage and what can happen and, you know, let the children, you know, the parents say, yes, I want my child as a part of it, and let them have, you know, a presentation, let them have Q&A so they can ask these questions, you know, letting the person know we're not going to get too graphic. But this needs to be a reality. And you know what? Some of these children who they've had to save their lives, let them be the ones who go into the school and tell the story. Mm-hmm. doesn't need to be somebody 30. Doesn't need to be somebody mm. forty, nobody twenty five. You are in high school and you need to be the one to go into the elementary, into the junior high school, and you know, instead of us pressing charges and things like this, you need to be forced to go around and tell the stories of how somebody had to revive you and save your life because you would have been dead. You know, this needs mm-hmm. to be real. This doesn't need, you know, this this needs to be in these kids' face because this stuff is real. And until this becomes real to them, a lot of them won't stop. And, you know, this is scary. This is pretty scary where, you know, it, it, it's not going to stop until some of these children have lost their life. And, you know, now the other children are going to have to learn from this. So I think this needs to be a part of the curriculum. I think they need to do this immediately. You know, who would think that after all that we've talked about, you know, where people, cops have touched the fentanyl, you know, to seize it, and, you know, became paralyzed. And who, where are these mm-hmm. stories that these children are not getting that, or are you getting it and you just think you're that invincible? 
this is scary that this here would, even these stories would not stop some people from using it or trying it. So we do know that even with the, the, the testimonials that, you know, there will be, you know, still some people that use and abuse, but there will be those who will not stop. And, you know, it, they they need to get this type of presentation anyway. If it'll stop one person, then guess what? It'll stop two. So, you know, this, we need to start doing this kind of stuff because something is wrong. Something is wrong where we got high schoolers dying of these, you know, overdoses or teachers having to now take extra classes because, you know, you now have to save your students. Not teachers, not faculty, students. Oh. All right, we've got this story, and I've, I've seen this story kind of floating around for a couple of minutes about this this young man whose mother did not know that he was even dead. She was he was missing, and now come to find out, you know, he was, um, you know, killed and buried, and she had no idea that this had even happened. Now, the only thing somebody, I, I would need somebody to clarify for me, did a cop hit him? Is it is that what happened? Yeah. And I meant to ask, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, thank you for clearing that up. Okay, so they're trying to figure out whether, you know, this was him covering up his, um, his, uh, his murder <laughs> or... If, you know, this was a legitimate, we couldn't find your people. And they're saying that he had a prescription bottle with his name and information on it. They did reach out to the doctor. The doctor did give them contact information, but he couldn't, they couldn't reach the, the, the people, his family. Tamika, is this believable or is this bogus? This brings me back to when they used to, when Mama and them used to say, you can run, but you can't hide, you know. And so as far as I'm concerned, you think that from my viewpoint, you tried to hide this thing. You know, you tried, you figured everything, oh, I, I, if I just, you know, do this and do this, you know, um, especially when we're talking about the law, you know, that mentality that because I work for the law, I can evade the law that type of thing, you know, and so with all that transpired, you know, you figured, okay, I can get away with it because, you know, phew, I dodged that bullet, no, you did you know, it came back to bite you in the butt, you know, congratulations, you know, um, my heart, of course, goes out to mom and family members that now have to bury a child after she had been looking, you know, and inquiring about her child. You know, um, and probably it was her persistence that allowed this to transpire. You know, how dare you? You know, you know what you're supposed to do, especially in law enforcement. You you know what you're supposed to do. You know how you're supposed to report it, you know, and you didn't dodge the bullet. You didn't dodge the bullet, and I hope that you get what's due you. Okay, okay. Shantice. 
That is complete crap. How, as a cop, you tried to get in touch with somebody and you couldn't? That's the most important part of your job outside of protecting and serving, which very few cops do. The other part of your job, the other 50% of your job is conversing with the citizens, conversing with the community. You, when you, so let's say this was a regular case. If this was a homicide and you were called to the scene or you just happened to be on the scene and you were given the task to notify the family, which you thought you could just send out a text? Oh, it ain't your back, so... Uh, whenever they find out and just make it to identify the body. No, it's your job to go and find them at their home, on their job, or wherever. This You didn't care to find anything out because you knew what you did. You would have did better just saying nothing than saying that. For that alone, she gets you 50 years, just for saying that. You tried to reach out and couldn't get to anybody. So so how how should the mother feel about hearing that? Well, I tried. No. Mm. You know, I, I, here's, here's, that's why I said I, I needed clarification as to whether the, he did, he, he, he hit the kid. Because my thing is, all right, if you had to do a no, I thought the same thing you thought. If you had to do a no, a, a regular death notice, don't you go to the people's house? You right. had a bona fide right. address. You don't go knock on the people's door. You don't make a death notification. You know, I'm sorry. I, we have a first 48 fan in this house. <laughs> I was just thinking. That's the one of the process. That's part of the process. You go to the people's house. You let them know we found your child or you found your family member or are you the family of... How is it that you called and you didn't get anyone on the opposite? And right there, you just send your guilt skyrocketing. If nobody thought you were guilty before then, they know you guilty now. Is this how you would have wanted your family notified if, you something happened to you or someone in your family? Oh, we tried. Oh, the phone was disconnected. Up, oh, we 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 did our due diligence. You know, did this here? You buried him. Since when do we do this? You have not heard of this in forever, where they just arbitrarily bury somebody. We've never heard of this before. And I'm saying to myself, well, what kind of mess is this? You know, this here, this is getting worse and worse and worse. It's almost like no one's trying to turn around the face of corrections, of law enforcement, nothing. They just get worse and worse and worse. And y'all are mm-hmm. not trying to make this any better. It's just getting worse and worse and worse. And I'm 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 really trying. 
I really would like to know what they're going to do with this cop. I really, really want to know because just like I think it was Tamika who said, you you struck someone. You don't go and tell nobody you did this. You never tell anyone that this is what you did while you were on duty, while you were off duty, while you were coming from the supermarket, you were going to the pharmacy, Not nothing, nothing, this, this here. You know what? If this doesn't sound the alarm, then nothing will. Nothing will. And I really hope, you know, this family pushes and pushes and pushes until there is some serious justice done. This, This is horrible. And you know what? This can happen to anybody's family. This can happen to anybody's family. And where's your partner? Where's your partner? Where are the people who work with all you? All covering up. All covering yes. up. For, I was just yes. Saying, they're all yes. cover up for themselves. And that's the yes. only investigation that can be going on. He needs to just immediately get locked up and get sentenced and ain't need for no trial. And they need to investigate to find out who else in that department knew and shut yes. all of them down. If it only, if it only leaves one cop. So what? To leave that one cop in that police department to to protect and serve that community because they all cover for each other. And that's yep. one of the main reasons why these cops get away with what they get away with. Not necessarily why they do what they do all the time, but because they know they are protected yep. by the ones who should be turning them in. They do yep. what they do. They don't care. Yep, and they need to pay the price for this as well because this here, this is ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. Well, the wow story of the week. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Every time I think it's safe, they come out with something else. So the man who orders the <laughs> the, uh, the food from Grubhub, he goes to drink his beverage, and the beverage is unfortunately, you know, the urine of the driver who admits that he has long days. He made a mistake, mixed up the oh Jesus, mixed up the cups. Mm-hmm. Now, Grubhub does not get back to the customer. They only refund part of his money. How could you even do that part? You refund part of his money. You don't refund the tip and another part of of his uh, uh, fee that he paid. It wasn't until the news got involved and started blowing up the story that this man was even able to get some justice. And I want to start with you, Tamika, on this one. Uh, I am completely speechless. I just, oh, everything about, everything within me is cringing right now. Just the whole thought, the imagery, and, and you know, the whole idea of that. I used to, I used to fuss, fuss, fuss. Uh, my father used to keep uh, a cup 
he used to keep a cup and a bottle underneath the passenger seat. You know, um, my father was disabled, so a lot of times he couldn't get out of the car fast enough to go to the bathroom. So he would keep a cup or a bottle. And just the whole idea of, you know, that thing being in the car. And I, I remember one day he was like, reach up under there and get my cup. Oh, I'm going up under there and get nothing, you know. And now we're talking about, oh, the imagery, you know. And, and even just the whole idea. I remember one day we were riding somewhere. And he he slammed on brakes, and the back of that bottle hit, hit my heel. I screamed so hard and so high, so loud because just the whole idea. Now you're talking about taking your excrement, your urine, and putting it in a cup. I get it. I understand. However, you got the cups mixed up. Did you do that on purpose, or was it an accident? I I, I don't know. You know, obviously it could it, it could have been an accident because the fact that you actually verbalized. Um, that, you know, you work long hours. Okay, fine. You know, you, you, you were honest about it. But the whole thought, the whole idea that you actually gave somebody that cup. My thing is, when you're talking about a shake, a shake doesn't jiggle, a shake doesn't move. You know, were you <laughs> focusing? I mean, because my thing is, it's loose. Your urine is loose. So when you, I mean, how much urine did you have? What kind of, what are you drinking that when you picked up that cup that it didn't shake, that, that it, you didn't notice that it shaked, it moved, it rattled, it wasn't cool, it was warm. Uh, you know, I, I understand the mistakes are happening, but my whole mindset says, wait a minute, you know that you used this cup for urine. Didn't you think? I mean, and then my thing is, are you keeping that cup in the cup holder? This is why I don't go there out to go. eat much. This is why there I prepare my go. own meals at home. Because where did you put that cup? It, was, it couldn't have been there underneath you the seat. You had to have put it in there the cup holder go. with other things. So there yes, yes, the people that love Uber Eats, that have access to Uber Eats and order all the time, be very, very careful because it could just be you next time. There you go. Oh, Shanties. See, this is when my salvation gets put in. Compromised. (laughs) Yeah. What's the verse when he says, your faith is tested when it's put in the fire? Jesus, you ought to go just declare this and lose. I done lost this faith battle. I hope this ain't somebody you want me to invite over to the church. <laughs> I, uh, after I do what I do, I don't know if I'll be allowed in the church if you seven. Um, so many, so many different oh, things my goodness. going through my mind. And and Lady Tamika hit one of them when she asked about the cup holder because that's one of the things right. that's in my mind. So is this the right. cup holder? But here, here's the thing. Okay, so this was from Chick-fil-A. I am a huge Chick-fil-A cookies and cream shake fan. <laughs> <sighs> this, the cup, the cup, you know how the cup, it's not a regular top that's on the cup. Right, it's right, right. Top on the cup. It's cold. Even when it melts, it's still relatively on the cool side. 
urine, even after sitting for a while, it doesn't get cold unless you're not a regular human being. Okay. Um, now you just handed this to me. More than likely. So are you peeing in a Chick Fil A shake cup? Like I'm trying to kind of visualize how how can you hand this to me? What kind oh, of conversation gosh. am I having on the phone? What kind of tumultuous mm. day that I have that I'm now on high alert <laughs> of the type of cup you're handing me and the temperature oh, of the cup when I wrap gosh. my hand around it to take it. Now, outside of that, so everybody's food smells like pee because you ride around with your pee <laughs> in the car with my food. Because you ain't putting my food in the trunk. So how close is my food to the pee? So even if you didn't hand me pee, how close is my food to the pee? Okay. Then where did you put the straw? Did the straw touch the teacup? See, all this stuff going through my head. Then now, now I call Grubhub, and you give me back the money from Chick-fil-A. Why are you giving me Chick-fil-A's money? This is y'all fault. That's why y'all was able to refund part of the money. You didn't give me his money, his pit money. You didn't give me your fee money. You gave me Chick-fil-A's money. You, you gave me Chick-fil-A's money, but I don't want Chick-fil-A's money. I'm going to call Chick-fil-A and let them know this, is, this isn't your fault. Unless everybody drunk and y'all done pissed in it, excuse me, peed in it in the back and handed this to him. And now, because I've watched, I've watched how the counters, and not just like Chick-fil-A, but the counters are bombarded with Uber Eats drivers, Grubhub drivers, DoorDash yeah, yeah. drivers. And unless the, the person who's working there is working in decency and in order, that counter is a show. Mess, yeah, so yeah. unless somebody back there is drinking on the job and they can't have two-minute bathroom breaks and they pee in the cup, and now this cup then somehow got transported to the driver because he got on gloves, so he couldn't tell the temperature of the cup, and he just so on the go. But I, I'm really not understanding how this transaction took place. And then I call you back. I'm not calling you back to talk. This, this, this is where the compromising of the salvation comes in. Because there's nothing <laughs> you can say to me, right? So I'm calling you back. I'm calling you back. So now you can wear what you handed me. And now you can understand that, listen, I worked in food industry for about, what, 12, 13 years. I ain't never been that busy. And I was on my feet. You're conveniently driving around in your car or on your little scooter or whatever you got. If your bladder is that bad, then this is, just not, this is not the side gig for you because no one has this as a career, Okay. No one is a professional Grubhub the distributor, food, food distributor, DoorDash or whatever, <laughs> transporter or whatever. No one does this professionally, which means this is some quick side thing you do for five dollars. Okay, if your bladder is that bad, then you need to reconsider another hustle, because that is completely. I'm going to. I'm going to speak. God said. Speak for those who can't speak for themselves. You're not about to do this to no elderly person. No. So now I got to speak up for everybody before me and after me. 
I'm not calling you back to have a conversation, and this is why. That that explanation was just as bad as a cop who tried to, to text the mother and didn't get the about about killing the kid. It is it, it's, it's it, people are so bogus. It that is beyond disgusting and it shows the integrity of Grubhub for them not to completely give every dime back in addition to what what other actions they could have taken to try to make this up to that customer. You know, one of the things I've been complaining about, and it's, it's, it's happening more and more and more, and I, I'm trying to figure out, is there a way we can get around this? And unfortunately, it doesn't seem like we can. I'm having a big problem. I've, I've gotten to the point where... I've made up in my mind I am where I'm not happy spending my money. I am no longer spending my money there. I don't care how bad I need you. I don't care how bad I want it. I'm not. You are not the only sheriff in town. I'm not spending my money at these places anymore. You do anything, I'm not spending my money. My money is too hard to come by. I struggle too hard to get it. I'm, I need to. I got to be a good steward over my money. I'm not spending my money anywhere. I don't want to spend my money. Now, having said that, I'm having a big mm-hmm. problem with these businesses. We are. We're supporting that we can't talk to nobody. See, this, this, I, I don't know how mad. See, this is making me mad just right here at this point. I can't talk to nobody. That now everything is through an app, through Internet. They, boy, they know how to get us because now we are service. We got Uber and Lyft. You can't talk to nobody. You got these Uber Eats, Grubhub. What's the other one? Um, DoorDash, you can't talk to nobody. Everything is through these apps, and you cannot get to a live person. They're needed to, with an with an incident like this. You needed to have picked up the phone and called that customer and said. We are so sorry. I don't have to know your name, but there needed to be a live interaction at this point. I'm very sorry, sir, for what happened. We are going to refund all of your money. As a matter of fact, you got a year's worth of service on us, whatever it is that you give. But the fact of the matter is we can't talk to anybody. Now, here's the funny part. The fact that he could even get back to the person is is amazing to me because a lot of times mm-hmm. because they've had where they've delivered the wrong food you get your food mm-hmm. you didn't waited in uh, 45 minutes for your food you get your food and now you can't get to grubhub uber eats DoorDash to tell them that they didn't mess up your order because mm-hmm. you can't talk to nobody and now mm-hmm. you are stuck with this food and the fact that he even got the guy is amazing. So when I heard that part of the story, I was like, wow. And he's lucky that he did not meet a person like Shantice because there would have been a lot of Amen. people. It would have, mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't even have faith 
and salvation to even consider, you know, at the end of the day. And they would have snatched him up, and he, he would have been begging for his life. The police would have had to been called and the whole nine yards. So the fact that, the fact that this was even an opportunity where he could even explain, you know, this, this whole thing is amazing. But one of the first problems, and, and, and this is what I flag. I agree with Shantice that if, if this is your issue, that you can't get out and go to no bathroom, and I'm having a problem with this also because Chick-fil-A, where you picked up that food, they have a bathroom. These restaurants mm-hmm. have bathrooms. When you go to pick up these orders, go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom at the, at the, at the gas station. You know, you ain't talking about in the hood. Go in the bathroom. What'd you, you say? You're not on nobody's clock. You're not on nobody's clock. Go home and go to the bathroom. Whatever. But what I'm saying is you don't even got to go to your house. Chick-fil-A has a bathroom. You didn't pick up Chick-fil-A's food from the gas station. You picked up Chick-fil-A's food from Chick-fil-A. They have a bathroom. These restaurants have a bathroom. Go to the bathroom. This here, this is unacceptable. The first thing that came to my mind was, where? how would you have ever gotten the two cups mixed up? How could that have even happened? Why, if you do, you relieve yourself in a cup. Why is it that you have the two cups even in the same vicinity of one another what is this you know did this here when i when i tell you all kind of things went through my mind i wanted to just come about fall out this chair i was like oh my gosh you know i thought about the same thing you ladies talked about the temperature of the cup the jiggling of the cup the fact that this is a shake sometimes the shakes are so thick you can't even suck it through the straw you need a spoon how did you get this cup mixed up where this is loose beverage versus not only that i'm sorry when i put something to my mouth my eyes meet it before Mm -hmm. it meets my mouth Mm -hmm. how did you Mm -hmm. manage to know you ordered a shake but you didn't put the straw all the way in you didn't notice that this was loose beverage oh you know what see you the jackass because i'm sorry you put the food to no, your no. mouth and you didn't even watch what you were putting to your mouth that's your fault no, pa- that's stuff, your but, fault right and no and i think no. you should give um some of your expertise like life coach advice because that that's one of the things <laughs> i brought up what kind of what kind of hectic day that you had that you completely ignored all the red flags when this food was being handed to you, because I agree, right. even when food, even when food is cooked in this house, every light goes on. When yeah, I'm we don't eat in the dark. Ain't no night, right? And and this is food that's being cooked. Even when I cook it, like I know what I did. I don't wash my hands nine hundred times. So my hands are, are all dry. Or I, it doesn't matter. Every light gets turned on. There is yeah. no way you're handing me anything. You can hand me a, a Twix. I'm just blindly opening it and eating it. And it doesn't even have to be because you're thinking of something like this. Just out of right. Habit. Why are you yes. just blindly eating eating something? But 
real quick, Patrick, stuff to back up what you said about not being not being able to get in touch with like a Grubhub, Uber Eats, all that. They you can't get in touch with anyone unless the authorities get involved. Because there was an incident where I had to call the cops on an Uber driver, and Uber actually called me and so this is what it takes. I just want to hear someone's voice. I just called 911 on one of your drivers, and you'll call me back. Oh, well, I guess this is a plan then. Uh, unless it's something like that, they're not going to, you're not going to verbally no. speak to anybody. And because, and, no. and, and, oh, and this just shows how, how nasty Grubhub is. Because because you can't speak to anyone, they're, they're most likely to refund all of your money because you can't speak to someone, and they know that if you now give them give you part back, even when it's a, a Uber, a Uber, like a regular car situation, and whether you want your money back or you didn't argue with the driver or whatever, they'll just end up refunding all of your money because you can't speak to somebody. But Chatham took it to where no, no one can automatically get in touch with you, but you're now going to give back restaurant money. So it just yeah, it's a part of the money. They, they are. Right. You yeah, know, that, that's because they wasn't messing with their feet. They don't give you the restaurant's mm. part back. So that, that's ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're, this, this whole mm. thing was wrong. This whole thing was wrong. After he hung up from, uh, disconnected from the app, after he ordered his food, the whole thing was wrong, including his portion. Because I'm trying to figure out how in the world you took this food. Because I'm at the point now when they deliver the food, I'm like, hold it. <laughs> hold it. I need to check this food before you leave this door. Let me just make sure all my food is here. Let me make sure that the right food is here. I do not have it where you can leave it on the doorknob. No. I want my, no, 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 don't move. You can wait. You got 60 seconds. That's all it's going to take for me to look through my food. No. Mm-mm. No, not at all. So y'all got to be careful. Be careful. You know, it, it, it's bad enough that there are just times we're going to have to order. You, you can't say I'm never going to order because there are just times when you're going to have to order. And, you know, it. it, it, it this is. Just check your food. Just check your food. Just I, check your food. I'm sorry. I, I wanted to also interject. Um, we were talking about uh, you ladies had a dress going to the bathroom while you're delivering. You know, I have seen somebody, I like you not, an Uber Eat driver go into the bathroom, take the bag, like, because my thing is, no. you know when you went into the restaurant that you had to go to the bathroom prior to you picking up Stop the item. Tamika, so you're talking about going please. to the bathroom? Yeah, I've seen somebody go please, into the bathroom Tamika. after picking up the Uber Eats, go right into the bathroom, take that, that bag, put it on the floor, use the bathroom. Tamika, of course, please. you know when you come out of the bathroom, your hands are no longer clean, so you grab that Tamika, bag please. and you go wash your hands. And then you're out the door. So, you know, you, again, you just have to Tamika, be very, please. very careful. Tamika, please. You just couldn't leave me there. I hope everyone heard. <laughs> I hope everyone heard. Cassie just, when he said, y'all better say y'all grace and live life. Because y'all don't thank Jesus. And y'all don't thank Jesus for every pot tart you eat. You better thank Jesus for every now and later that goes in your mouth 
because it is only by his blood that we have not been cockeyed, bent over somewhere from what people do. I oh my, I couldn't even imagine seeing that. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, okay, so we we have a comment. We have a comment. Someone asked, could they uh, uh, render their comment? Good morning. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, wow. This is the kind of comment I get when I say good morning. Oh, Jesus. Wow. I said good morning. I feel so loved. <laughs> I feel what so loved on a wild Wednesday. <laughs> what well, you got for us today? What's your comment this morning, Pastor KL? Well, well first of all, with, with me in my personal life, I don't go through drive-thrus, let alone have an Uber or uh, whatever y'all yeah. call this stuff. I, I, I just don't do it. Now, my, my next question was for the, for the recipient of the food who decided to drink this stuff. Did, I mean, if you ordered a strawberry shake, did it smell like strawberries? Was the man peeing strawberries? Uh, I mean, because urine, to, to me, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but urine has a certain smell. So just, just at the insight, just as the insight of putting the straw in, I have to smell that this is not fruity you know pebbles. What? You know so what? So how in the world do you drink you know this what? stuff? You know what? I, 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 I don't know. Make, you make know it make what? sense to me. It does you not smell what? fruity. And, and the cup is warm. You know <laughs> so, what? He got fault as well. I'm just saying. You know. I'm, I'm sorry. And, that, and that's my two cents. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor KL, for your insight this morning. <laughs> we couldn't have done it without you today. <laughs> we pray you have a blessed day. <laughs> You as well, you as well. <laughs> he could not leave it when I said, <laughs> don't you look at your food before you put it in my mouth. No, he couldn't leave it there. He had to go to the Fruity Pebbles. He had to go to the Strawberry Shake. I, I was trying to leave it there. Uh, yes. You know, again, that's why I said part of this, I agree. That's why I said part of this is your fault as you that's why Shantese went the, the, the step further to say, when we eat in the house, we don't eat in the dark. We turn on the lights in here. I'm not, I'm not eating where I can't see what's going in my mouth. And just like you said, even when I'm cooking it, even when I've cooked it, I got. she gave me my food last night, handed me the plate, and turned on the light. We don't eat in yeah. the dark. There is no I'm way I'm not trying in to take you out, Mama. <laughs> There's no way in the world somebody's going to hand me food. And, again, I, that's why I said you don't even move from the porch. You don't move from the steps. Mm-hmm. When you go to hand me my food, I'm looking at my food. If I order a shake, I'm going to make sure the cup you gave me is a shake. I'm going to make sure that the burger I ordered is not a chicken sandwich. It's a burger. I'm going to make sure that the fries are not onion rings, that they're fries. You look at your food before we even get to the point of putting it in our mouth. And, and yes, just like you said, Pascal, you know, when you, when the, the, that's why we said, you know, the, the temperature of the cup, 
didn't even match what you were what you had ordered. So this is this is just as much your fault as it is the person who handed you the food and it was not correct. So you got to do due diligence for yourself. Um goodness gracious. Well, thank you for indulging me. Um let me see if Vivian's yeah. still with us. I I invited her to uh, you're live, Vivian. I invited um, her to join this little tail end of the conversation. You know, there's a list of <laughs> the the ladies have spoken, and they have said that there are <laughs> wait there are worst date spots that you cannot take them to. And I thought this was perfect for today's conversation with the wow story of the week. And they don't say why, but they have this list of 30 places where ladies say, they say women absolutely refuse to go on the first date. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you them in threes, and I want you to tell me which one you are absolutely not going to go to. Now, they have already said that, you know, th- these are uh, places where the ladies say that you cannot take them to. So please do not answer me by saying I'm not going to any of them, okay? We've already established, you know, they have said no. So we just want to know from you which one is an absolute no, no. For whatever the reason is, you can give us the reason. As a matter of fact, give us the reason. Okay. All right. First three: Cheesecake Factory, Applebee's, and Chili's. Those are the first three on the list that women say you cannot take them to. Absolutely not take them to on a first date. And uh, Tamika, we're gonna start with you. Out of those three, which ones are it? Which one is an absolute no no? Cheesecake Factory, Applebee's, or Chili's? I'm gonna say Applebee's. <laughs> why? And the the reason why I say that is, you know, you already trying to gauge what it is that I'm eating. You know, uh, we, uh you know, and you know it when you get there. You say, oh, uh, they got they got a two for one deal. I did you if they have a tooth for one deal i know what it is that i want you know and nine times out of ten what i want is not on that menu and a lot of times what they do what people don't realize is sometimes they do the two for one deal is because and and i was listening to you a couple of days ago it's it's leftover meat you know you don't realize it because they they fancy it up but you know that chicken that you had that that's that's that two for one they got a lot of it, and they had a, high, a lot of it left over, so now tomorrow it's a two-for-one deal. So, no, you, you're already trying to figure out, oh, well, maybe I want um, something on the other side. Maybe I want salmon, which is literally not on that two-for-one menu. So, uh, no. Nope, not going. To. All righty. All right, Tamika says Applebee's, Shanti's, Cheesecake Factory, Applebee's, Chili's. Which one is an absolute no-no? Well, real quick, I just take personal offense to the cheesecake being on there because you would be privileged to go there on your first date. Um, <laughs> trust me, I used to work there, so I know. Okay, absolute no. Don't be taking me to no chilies. Applebee's, 
I would say a no, but then I could cuss you out over the wings. I really like your wings. So I wouldn't get as mad. But Chili's, like, ain't nothing on that menu. And I don't drink anymore. So there go the two-for-one drink. So already you just done made it to the bottom of the list. Yeah, don't 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 be taking me to no chilies. Okay, uh, Viv, Cheesecake Factory, Applebee's or Chili's? Absolute no no. Absolute no no, Applebee's, because everybody and their mama is at <laughs> Applebee's. It's like the local McDonald's now. This is not no first date. I'm not trying to have dinner with everybody. Then they got the kids there because it's a two-for-one deal. I'm not going to Applebee's. Do not. No. Nope. <laughs> All righty. All right. Tamika, Chipotle, Olive Garden, the movies. Which one is the absolute no-no? I'm going to say Chipotle. Like and 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 I'm I'm piggybacking on on Vivian in that everybody is in, in is in Chipotle you know and this this uh, assembly line type of thing you know sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't work you know and I'm one of those ones if I am going to Chipotle you don't tell me how I want my order I want the I want the beans here no don't put the beans on the no this is the way that I want it because that's the way that I'm going to eat it so you know, oh, I don't like it you know you got children. You got children sitting up there, you know, like I told you, Paula P, Paula's, Paula playing with a peas, you know, and they're all over the floor. You know, you got children, you know, not not necessarily being watched well. You know, at, you, we got these little steel tables, nothing is comfortable. You know, I feel like I'm, you know, everything is assembly now, not for a first date. If we're, you know, let's take it up a little higher. Um, Chipotle is not, not definitely not that first date type of thing. All right, Shanti's Chipotle Olive Garden, the movies. Don't take me nowhere. I gotta get on the line, and that's how to make my food for me. What kind of date? What kind of first date is that, bro? Like, is it because you can't read? So you all, oh, I get it. You taking me where you ain't gotta read the menu? Oh, okay. What? No, no. First date over, and I don't even eat there either. So no. They're going to show you how much okay. you pay. <laughs> Viv, Chipotle, Olive Garden, the movies. It's unanimous. Don't take me to no Chipotle. That is not even a restaurant. <laughs> that is a right. fast food spot. Do <laughs> not to the take bodega. me to no Chipotle. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. All right. Absolutely not. All righty. Here we go. Your house. Any fast food chain or Buffalo Wild Wings? The, uh, the Tamika. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, we, we're not doing Buffalo Wild Wings. It's screams <laughs> like I, I have been to a Buffalo Wild Wings, not even on a first day. It screams cheap. Um, it, it, you know, it's dirty. You know. I, Every 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 one that I have been to, with the exception of one, has just been like it screams just disaster, you know. And I just even watching the staff go back from one place to another, you know, grease, and I, I just think of all of the different people that have eaten chicken, you know, they got the hands on this, the table. You can't clean that table enough for me. I'm sorry, my my whole my whole germaphobe, everything that's in me is cringing just standing on the outside of the building. 
just the whole idea of getting people in and getting them out. And I guarantee you, right after that, that table is not clean enough for me. The seats are not cleaned enough for me. And you know, when you eat chicken, where does it, where, where does where do your fingers go? In your mouth. So you, you're hitting the chair, you hit the table. Oh, just no, no, definitely not Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> All righty. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Shantice, your house, any fast food chain. Or Buffalo Wild Wings. Real quick, I used to work at Buffalo Wild Wings, too, and I used to clean my table good, so come sit with me. Um, last I checked, your house was not a public destination. Why is that an option on the first date for me to come to your house? I still got to learn if you wash your hands. I don't want to learn <laughs> if you wash your hands at your house. No. Because that means you, you're trying to, what, convince me that you're going to cook for me or that? No, no, thank you. We need to be somewhere where it's lit. You could take me to the bodega then. If that if that's really an option, it's not an option. Don't don't try to get me to your house on no first date. All righty. <laughs> Viv, your house, any fast food chain, or Buffalo Wild Wings? Your house. Do not try to bring me to your house. Like, that, you just calling me easy because you just try to smash at that point. Like, don't, don't, try to, don't try to even offer that as an as a option. No. And then I have a story. So when, in my former days, I went to somebody's house on the first date, and I promise you that man was a squatter. He had a broken futon on the floor. He had a TV with no TV stand. And pretty much nothing else in that house. <laughs> Wait, I got a question, Viv. Was that Serge? <laughs> no. No, it was not. <laughs> Wait, did he have did he have an extension cord that came from somebody else's house to his? To his I didn't see that much. I was just stuck on the broken foot oh. on the floor. I didn't look around. <laughs> Well, that's one reason why your house cannot be an option. Oh, my goodness. All right, next round. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for No, now you're hanging out with Pastor Jeff, um, Viv. You got your star <laughs> raised. Oh, my gosh. Wingstop, Red Lobster, or a buffet? Which one is an absolute absolute no-no? Shantice. Why are you trying to play me? Don't take me nowhere where 80 other hands and touch the same spoon. But, again, is this because you can't read the menu? Why are we going to a buffet? Buffets have not been in style for, like, I don't think it, Who still, like, plans to go to buffets? I think buffets now are just things like if you're on a road trip or something and you're, like, really hungry and, you, oh, snap, what is that buffet? Let's stop in there real quick. I haven't heard of a buffet being an intentional destination stop in years. Don't take me anywhere where the food is all out in the open. And, no. Mm-mm. No, thank you. Again, you don't pay attention. You don't pay attention. Because I haven't said this. I didn't already told you real quick things. I like it. Don't, like, don't take me to the buffet. No. All righty. Viv, Wingstop, Red Lobster, a buffet. No, no. Red lobster. No, no. Red oh. lobster. Because you fake, 
you fake trying to be fancy. Like, Red Lobster <laughs> is like the fakest fancy spot I've ever heard of. No, thank you. No, thank you. Let's go to a nice you restaurant. Red Lobster is not it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tamika, what you got? What is this? Uh, wait, 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 wait. Wing stop. Red Lobster or Buffet? Buffet, please don't take me to a buffet on the first day. Again, the germaphobe in me is literally screaming out like, you know, did you see this? Oh, I'm not eating chicken because they just, they, the, the last thing that they picked up, they put it in lip, and now they got the tongue. I'm not eating that. No. I'm, I'm good. You know, no. I'm the, no buffet, please. All righty. There's a comment. Shanti's what you got? <laughs> a listener sent in, I'm not going to your house on a first date. I went to somebody's house, and her breath was stinking, and the bathroom wasn't that far from the living room where we were sitting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. It would take somebody to send in something like that. <laughs> All righty. Next three. I hop, Denny's or the gym, Vivian. That's a toss up. I don't like <laughs> Denny's, but the gym is not a first date. And as much as I'm in the gym now, trying to get myself together, I ain't trying to go to the gym on the first date. That no thanks. No, let's do something else. I ain't trying to work out, be sweating on the first date. No, no thanks. <laughs> All righty. Tamika, Denny's. Wait, no, no. I hop, Denny's or the gym. Which one is a no-no? I'm going to say Denny's. I, I can't even remember the last time <laughs> I've been to a Denny's. With all of the issues that Denny's has worldwide, please don't take me to Denny's. <laughs> all righty. Shantice, I hop. Denny's or the gym, which one is an absolute no-no? I don't want you around a whole bunch of old people. And have you ever eaten at Denny's? We're going to have to mm. go to the gym after after I stay in the bathroom for about eight hours. No, don't take me again. <laughs> Denny's, Denny's is one of those spots that, again, who intends to go to Denny's? Like, who sits at home and says, you know what, I'm hungry. Let's go to Denny's. No, you say that about AHA. You say that about the gym. But nobody say that about Denny's. Denny's is a place you go to eat if it's next to where you already are. And, again, you're hungry and there's nothing else around to eat. Nobody eats a Denny's. Like, oh at this point, you shouldn't be asking anybody out on a date. Like, no. No, no shots to to Denny's. All righty. Tamika, church. Starbucks or coffee date? No, no. Uh, um, <laughs> I, I don't do coffee. Um, and so one, either one of them, you know, I, I think Starbucks, that's just me personally, you know, is, is that high price coffee, you know, and, you know, there's, there's millions of people in there. You know, I just, Mm, I, I I don't even like the the thought of going in there, 
you know, they, they speak another language as far as I'm concerned, you know, the thought and the this and the that and the fancy and I, I would be completely confused. You, you standing there like, what do you want? I'm like, to get out, please. That's the only thing that I want from this place. Okay. Shantish, church, Starbucks or coffee date? Now, I know I'm a child of the Lord, but don't try to take me to church on my mm. first date. I got to know what God you serving first. See, there's a lot of conversations <laughs> that need to take place before we, we go to certain places. I don't need to be going to this church, and then that's when I find out you worship Satan or or we go to church and, and all this crazy stuff going on and all. I'd rather us just talk about our churches at Starbucks. That Starbucks has the atmosphere where you can sit, we can both bring our our, our iPads or laptops, and we can converse about this man named Jesus. I ain't got to go to your church first to see all that. No, don't don't try to take me to your your church on no first date. No, thank you. All righty. Viv, church, Starbucks, coffee date. Must be a millennial thing because I ain't trying to go to nobody church on the first date. That's like me and the family on the first date. No. Then I got to worry about the deacon trying to sit on me and sister so-and-so telling me all the stories of when you was little. No, no, let's not do that. No, thank you. Uh All right. Speaking of family, Shanti's ice cream date, family function, or movie nights such as Netflix, Hulu, streaming service night. Which one we not doing? Ice cream date. Um, okay, ice cream family or movie streaming night. Streaming service. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, streaming service. Because you trying to get me back to your house. No, you ain't slick. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> we, ain't having, we ain't having no streaming service. I don't want to meet your family on the first day, but more than likely they got some food. So if I inspect and everything looks copacetic, I might, you know, I, it looks clean enough for me to grab a chicken wing and cool ice cream. I, I'm not an ice cream person, but whatever. But, no, streaming service, you trying to get me to Netflix and chill like your house. You ain't slick. No. Mm-hmm. We're not doing no The streaming service is not a date. What is, like, what? what is that? All righty. Ice cream date, family function, or movie night, Viv? Which one we not doing? Movie night. It don't matter how much you try to dress it up, you trying to smash. Do not invite <laughs> me to your house on the first date. <laughs> All righty. Um, Tamika, ice cream date, family function, movie night. It's unanimous. You are not taking me to your house for movie night. No, sir. So you're going to sit on one side of the couch and I'm going to sit on the other side of the couch while we watch movies? No, sir. I already know your plan. <laughs> and I'm not happy. You're going to sit there. I'll tell you what we can do. You watch your streaming service. I have my own streaming service. I'll call you. We'll watch each you. You'll be at your home. I'll be at my home and we'll talk about it. How about that? All right now. Now you can have watch parties and stuff on Prime. All right. All right, ladies. Bowling, nightclub, or a hookah bar? Tamika. Are you serious? A hookah bar? 
I've heard that. No. First of all, I don't do hookah at all. And now this is where you are. So I already know where, where your mind is going or what type of, you know, mentality that you are. So, you know, what it is that you do, you've already made it evident. On the first date, I, I mean, I, I understand you, you want to put it out there, but you didn't even give me time to get to know you. And now I already know you do hookah next pass. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> Shanti's bowling nightclub or a hookah bar? Well, first I'll say real quick, real quick, these options are horrible. Um, I would say <laughs> don't, don't try to take me to no hookah. I don't want to be nowhere where everybody putting their mouth on the same thing. I'm good. Mm. Listen, it, it don't fall for the okie doke. They give everyone, and I don't even think they do this anymore, but I've smoked hookah, I think, like, three or four times. They try to give you each a mouthpiece, right? So you think, and this is safer than smoking an L, for those who don't know, Generation Z, I mean, why? That's weed. Um, so when you smoke weed, everybody put their mouth on the same thing, right? With the hookah mouthpiece, what they were doing was they give everyone a brand new mouthpiece. So I put my mouthpiece on, I smoke it, I take my mouthpiece off, I hand it to you. It's still too close. We still pretty much, everybody putting their mouth on the same thing. So what you pretty much did was invite me to a huge weed party, but that's disguised as hookah. Well, that that's that's the other name for it. No, thank you. So which one is it? I said no hookah. Then shut up. Enough. Vivian, they nightclub or hookah bar? Hookah bar for sure. Like Tamika said, you're showing me that you're childish because hookah bars are very childish. Like, nobody's doing that anymore. Like, <laughs> like, no, no, thank you. I'm not trying to go home smelling like smoke and the different flavors of hookah. I'm not doing that. No. Mm-mm. All righty. A bar for just drinks. Or the Waffle House, which one we're not doing. Vivian, I'm going to start with you. Uh, A bar for just drinks. I'm not doing that. I don't even drink no more. Thank the Lord he has delivered me from that. (laughs) But I'm not, like, again, you're trying to get me drunk so that you can smash. No, we're not doing that on the first date. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Tamika, a bar for just drinks or the Waffle House? A bar for just drinks. So that's all we get. No, no peanuts. No, no, no pretzel. We, we oh, so your whole intention. <laughs> Can I at least have some wings or something? No, no, bro. The whole, the whole idea is to get me drunk and then take over. No, sir. <laughs> Shanties, a bar for just drinks or the Waffle House? Well, you made it known as just a drink. So we ain't going to do that. We ain't going to no bar for just drinks. Because I'm disturbed you rather invest in this alcohol than my food intake. <laughs> All righty. Uh, sport events, mom and pop restaurant, or a food truck? Vivian. A food truck. That's disgusting. Mm-mm. No, thank you. They ain't washing their hands. They out there in the public. Uh-uh. I haven't been hanging around with Shanti's too much. We're <laughs> in the food truck. Oh, thank you. 
Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, Tamika, sport event, mom and pop restaurant, or a food truck? Which one we not doing? All righty. Shantice, sport event, mom and pop restaurant, or a food truck? I always try to run you off with that food truck. You try to say it's a food truck. Again, is this because you don't want to read the menu? I'm against food trucks on a daily. No, no food trucks. I ain't never seen anybody wash their hands with a truck. Alrighty. Before we go, before we go, I'm going to give you, tell me which one is the absolute no-no. Cheesecake Factory, Applebee's, Chili's, Chipotle, Olive Garden, the movies, your house, any fast food chain, Buffalo Wild Wings, Wingstop, Red Lobster, a buffet, IHOP, Denny's, The Gym, Church, Starbucks, Coffee Date, Ice Cream Date, Family Function, Movie Night, Bowling, Nightclub, Hookah Bar, a bar for just drinks, Waffle House, a sporting event, Mom and Pop Restaurant, or a food truck. Which one, Vivian, is absolutely no way you're going to take me there on the first date. A bar for just drinks, because you're looking real suspicious right now. Are you trying to <laughs> Are you trying to date rape me? How much of these drinks that you're willing to pay all this money just for drinks? And then you say just for drinks to make that specific? Nah, that's an absolute no-no. All righty. Shantice, absolute no-no. Absolutely, I'm not coming to your house. Oh, I can show up with the cops. You're not getting me secluded on no first. I don't know the the, the layout, the blueprint of your house. I don't know. I don't know who you got in the closet. I don't know if you got cameras up. Absolutely not. You're not having me. Where it's just you and I on a first date. I still don't know you. You still don't know me. You're not gonna get to know me at your house. Absolutely not. Alrighty. Well, thank you, ladies. It's been real fun. Thank you so much, and we pray you have a blessed day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was fun. That was fun. All right, let's get this benediction nice, short, and sweet. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Philemon one twenty. Hmm. All righty. You know, boy, we we had a good time today. We had a good time today. I don't even know what to close on or what to close with. Um, let's close with the dates. You know, where you're going for your first date. You know, I think at the end of the day, you have to see your own self worth. And I think that's that's what one of the things is that we don't do as women. We don't, you know, value our own self-worth. And I think that, you know, when you look at these options here, again, you know, these are a complete list. This is a complete list of uh, places where women have said, I'm not going on my first date. And, you know, I thought it would be fun to just kind of break it down and see which one in, you know, a woman's opinion was worse than the other 
options that they were given. And the ladies were really interesting in how they just, you know, kind of laid out what they thought of that particular option. And, and some people don't think, you know, sometimes there was a unanimous decision and the ladies all said, I'm not doing that. And then there were other times when, you know, one said, I'm not doing this, and the other said, I'm not doing that. But at the end of the day, you have got to figure out, you know, what do you feel about yourself? You know, a, a food truck, am I going to a food truck on our first date? It depends also on what do you see a first date as being. You know what I'm saying? You know, sometimes people don't, you know, think of a first date as formal anymore. There are others who still think of that first date as, listen, this is a formal invitation. This is, you know, I'm going to get dressed up. I'm going to make a nice presentation. I want him or her to, you know, think, you know, this way about me. I want, you know, if a man says I want to show her out to a nice time and I want to spend a little bit of money on her, or do I think she's not worth it? And take her to a food truck, <laughs> you know, um, or are both of you kind of spontaneous and you don't want to do something so formal and it doesn't, you know, how much you spend on me doesn't really indicate the type of person you are because that could be the representative that's actually showing up. How many times have we spoken about that on a Relationship Monday that, you know, the person who started showing up is not the person that you ended up with or that you ended up knowing after, you know, a little while of getting to know them. So, you know, does that first date even really matter when you think about it? Again, it's what you think of yourself. Do you feel like, you know what, I don't care if this is a representative, put your best foot forward. That makes a difference. Or, you know what, I want to just, let's just go with the flow. Let's be spontaneous. Let me see where you are from there, you know, and mm, I can kind of gauge. And even if it is a representative, it ain't going to be so bad at the end because, you know, I didn't require you to do much in the first place. Well, here's the thing. Let God choose for you. And, you know, it may seem like, oh, this is just too big to talk about, let God choose for you. But you know what? Let God choose for you because at the end of the day, it won't be a representative. At the end of the day, if you go for something spontaneous, it won't be bad. You'll enjoy it. But see what God says first. And that's always the way to go. Let God make the decision. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew for coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us all this morning. Oh, please do not, please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen your relationship with the Lord right now because later is not promised to any of us until tomorrow God spares. Where it's 
Therapeutic Thursday. Until then, I love you.